Ryan, Tony, and Chris We can't guarantee that you're gonna look great. But if you wanna stay in shape, well, you better hit the chinwits, chinwits. That's right, man. Welcome to the Jim Woods Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tip- Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Woods. Um, so it's weird that I've, I've had more time than I've ever had um, at home, and it feels like I have no time. And I, I actually did nothing <laughs> to prepare for this podcast, which I, I got to get. I guess I also have to just get back in that headspace of, um, of prepping. Like I used to kind of have my routine, and everything is just all thrown out of whack. Um, and it's weird cause I feel like I have all this time, but I don't, um, even, but, but then it's like, you look back and like, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time watching TV and, mm-hmm. and roaming around. I'm actually getting up at a reasonable time. Like I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, I thought what happened the first couple of days is I did go to sleep at like two or 3 AM. Um, I like, I was on this kick of like, I'm going to watch Akira Kurosawa movies. And so I watched like three or four So I'd, and my wife has no interest. So I would just stay up, you know, until like two, three in the morning. And then I'd wake up really late. But after the first few days, I kind of got, I'm in a decent routine where I go to bed or, you know, at latest is midnight. Um, and usually around like 11 o'clock and I'm actually up at eight, nine. So I'm getting decent sleep, but I'm actually like getting up and, but it's just like the, the hours like fly by. So it's a little, it's a little, a little strange. Yeah, all the days tend to blend together. Yeah. So Brian, what does it feel like to get sleep? Uh, great. I, it's it's the one like silver lining in, in all this is I'm actually getting. De- I mean, the, I'm getting decent sleep. Um, the only issue, um, and I told you guys, like I, I'll go into a little bit my crazy dog, and this crazy dog has has actually like caused me some loss of sleep and a little bit of stress and anxiety. Um, But yeah, so Justin knows a little bit, I guess I'll talk about it a little bit um, now while while I brought it up. But uh, so Justin knows a little bit of the story. Um, So basically uh, we adopted, we we decided, so I have two dogs. I had two, at one point there were just two of of them. Um, One that's seven and the other one's 19 years old. And so the seven-year-old has never been by herself. Like even like, like we've never left her alone. I think the only time she was alone was like when I had to walk the other one to the vet. Um, you know, but other than that, she's always had another like life form around and she does not do well by herself. Like the one time we took her, she was pacing back and forth and freaking out. So we were thinking, okay, he's getting older. She's not going to do well. So we would get like another dog to, you know, be her friend and, and be there for her. So we're kind of getting another dog for her. And, and we just thought, you know, be, like I love dogs and we can adopt another dog. So it was you know, kind of all, going to shelters and all through, you know, like Pet Finder. And, you know, we had some requirements, like what we, we preferred, you know, a dog that was already, you know, housebroken. Like puppies are great, but if you've ever had to deal with a puppy, it, it's, it's, it's a huge hassle. And we wanted a dog that's reasonable size. Like they're all like 12, 13, 14 pounds. We wanted a dog in that range. Um, so anyway, after about maybe a month of looking, we finally landed on this one rescue. They basically get dogs from China. So they, would, they rescue dogs from China. Um, this particular dog came from a slaughterhouse then ended up in an overcrowded shelter. Um, and so just we have no idea what her life was before, you know, we were, she was adopted. Um, but the, the rescue was like, okay, you know, she's spayed. She's, um, you know, she's microchipped. She's got, uh, you know, she's great with other dogs, you know, all this stuff like that. She was just an amazing dog. Um, so we go to meet her and when we met her, she was perfectly fine. Um, so we, we took her home and day one, she had this weird thing where she would just chase her tail aggressively without stopping. And then she'd start like growling at the walls, like as if she was hallucinating. It was, it was crazy. Like she just growl at the walls and was barking. And, and over the first month that we had her, it would get progressively worse um, to the you know, point where like there were a couple of days where it just it would not stop. And so it was getting really bad. So, you know, step one, we, we brought in a, um, an animal behaviorist. And the animal behaviorist costs a lot of money. And at some point it was like, yeah, I've never seen this behavior. I don't know what this is. I think you should, you should um, euthanize her. Like her advice was just right off the bat euthanize her. Um, now, you know, animal behaviorists, I kind of liken to like a, a trainer, a personal trainer in that, you know, there's, there, you do, there's, a, there's a body that recognizes behaviorists, um, and they do a lot of coursework, but it's not and just like, in general, anything with the ist, 
are like to be, you know. Well, no, so, so like, I mean, to be can, fair. Can you think like, of anything professional that's an ist? <laughs> there are plenty. But to be fair. Like a hypnotist. Okay, like, I guess. Like anytime, uh, like right. a chiropractor. <laughs> a therapist. Yeah. Let's see, a therapist, that's a generic term. Like a that's therapist. true. That's true. Like the, the professional terms. A nutritionist is yeah. generic. Exactly. Yeah. See, okay. beware of ists. Right. Well, so, but, but physical therapist, not really. Yeah, I don't think exactly. you can claim that unless you have like no, a, a physical. No, no, physical therapist is is, is but it, it's they're just using the generic term therapist. It's the, 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 the physical therapist. Changing the goalposts there. See, the right. uh, tr trysts are, are better, like a psychiatrist. Like that's okay. You know what right. I mean? Yes. Okay. Trysts Beware are better than ists. Beware of okay. ists. All right. So anyway, so the um, the thing with behaviorists is though that they go through a certain amount of coursework that is kind of like a trainer where you you know you get certified by a body. It's not a college um, accredited you know, program, you don't get a degree. So there are different levels of, of what you get. And I don't doubt that this woman would, well, I mean, she was off putting in the way she approached us. And like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not an expert. And I'm sure she deals with a lot of idiots with dogs, like people who just do sh dumb stuff. But there's some value in like, here's my experience. And she kind of didn't want to listen to anything we had to say. She just wanted to watch the dog. But, the, you know, she again, she was like, I don't know what this is. This is crazy euthanizer. So um, we, uh, for the first couple of days, we were kind of thinking, oh, I guess we're going to have to euthanize her. Like that was her recommendation. But then we thought it get through again. And, and um, we ended up, so we took her to the vet. Um, the vet recommended medication and the medication worked. But the problem was that she was really aggressive when she would take it. And it was a three times a day thing. And it was like, it was rough, like giving her three times a day, she would get really, really aggressive. And then we found what's called a veterinary behaviorist. And a veterinary behaviorist is actually, um, they're a vet that then goes through eight, seven or eight years of training in animal behavior. So they're like super legit. The problem with the veterinary behaviorist, um, I don't know if it's a problem, but that there aren't many. And the one that we found was in Mamaroneck and it was super expensive, but we figured, okay, That's this is, me. yeah, so it's like, this is, this is, a, <laughs> it's like, this is a last resort. Let's do it. So we, um, we take her there. Um, you know, she kind of could see the behaviors, but we ended up, you know, a long story, I guess, a little shorter with her is like, we ended up putting her on Prozac um, and, uh, and gabapentin. So she's on these two medications that generally work. Like she, she has her behaviors, like she has triggers, like loud noise, any sudden thing. It's like sensory, like the vet actually likened it to autism, like, and that she's very sensitive to sensory um, things. So like, you know, loud noises, sudden noises, she gets touched by something can trigger her. But for the most part, the Prozac and the gabapentin, the Prozac seemed to do the work. We actually stopped her on the gabapentin because she was so aggressive. And the way that I have to administer the medication is she likes fruit juice. So the only way to get her to take her medication, because you could, you could put it in peanut butter, you could put it in meat, she won't take it. But I have to literally take a syringe, mix the medication with fruit juice and, and force like to squirt it and she'll take it. So um, I'll get to the kind of second part of the story. I'll try to rush through this. Um, but when we got her from the vet, from the, um, from the rescue, turned out like she wasn't spayed and she had rotten teeth. <laughs> so the rescue really screwed up. And, we, and then when we took, we said to them, hey, look, you know, first of all, this dog was not adoptable. She should not have gone to a home and she definitely shouldn't have gone to a home with other dogs because she does not do well with other dogs. Like, you know, she, she tolerates my dogs, but she doesn't like them. She gets really jealous of them. Um, and so like, they didn't do their job. Like they messed up and they kind of were like, Oh, well, you know, that, you know, the, the, they, they put, they pawned the um, responsibility off on the people in China but it was like, look, you didn't do your due diligence. And, you know, clearly she wasn't adoptable, but they were kind of like very standoffish and they didn't want to pay for anything. Like, you know, it's like, look, she needs this tooth procedure and they didn't want to pay for it. They didn't want to cover anything and they didn't want to give us a, you know, I didn't want to, at this point, it's like, I don't want to send her back because like, they're just going to pawn her off on somebody else. But it was just a really crappy experience with the rescue. But again, she wasn't spayed. So, or, you know, it, so what it turned out, it looks like she was spayed, but it was botched. So basically they, they went in because we did find a syringe, like a, a, there's a cut. So they went in and it must have spayed her. But when you do like, there's a test you can do 
and it comes back as I guess positive, like or showing that she hasn't been spayed, even though like she was. So she has what's called, in addition to everything, ovarian remnant syndrome, which basically means that there they did there's something still left there, so she can still go into heat. So in the last two weeks, she's been going back to crazy behaviors and it's been bad. Like she just will tail chase for hours at a time and is just really bad. So we've gone back to giving her the gabapentin. Thankfully, like the gabapentin is kind of like a short, like a quick acting thing. It's like eight hours. It works for eight hours, but the problem is that you have to give her three times a day. And, um, the Prozac is longer, you know, it's like, it has to build in your system. Like it takes a few weeks for Prozac to set in. So it's almost like the Prozac's not working anymore, but the gabapentin does work. But the other thing we've noticed is, um, I guess a little TMI, but like, so when we got her and, and this is when her behavior was at its worst, she had like a swollen vulva. <laughs> um, and you, I guess that's a sign of being in heat. Like she wasn't, she wasn't bleeding or anything. Um, but like her, nipples were were swollen swollen a swollen vulva and that went away after about a month of having her and that kind of coincided with the behaviors getting a little bit better so in the last few weeks we've noticed that the swelling is back and the nipples are swollen swollen again and her behavior has gone crazy so it seems like she's going back into heat so the vet basically is like in when when they have this kind of syndrome they have to get the spade again while they're in heat because that's where the you know if they're in heat the vet can actually look and see you know they can find it's easier for them to find whatever was missing because you know everything is swollen so we just had this whole thing now where she's going crazy she's keeping us up at night um and now we might have to take her in in a moment where i'm not making as much money as i'd like um i gotta probably spend a bunch of money to get yeah. her uh, spade again so you know and i don't always recommend this but i almost wonder if you you should take the 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 uh the rescue to, to court and like receive, get some money back because even though look, they're doing a great service in general, but they still have to do their due diligence. And by not, by putting a, a dog out there that is not adoptable, that should not be for regular people to have to take care of, uh, uh, is just is 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 not is not right. I will give you two reasons. You're you're absolutely right. I think there there are two reasons why and, and you know the, what the vet what they did, which is I guess smarter on their part, that we really we we're not we're stuck without a position to do that. So basically, okay. the two things for the procedures they recommended they have a vet in Brooklyn in Coney Island that they, they said take her to our vet and they'll take care of everything free of charge. My problem is I tried to go there twice. And it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. So to get there, it's an hour and a half um, by train. Even though I'm in Brooklyn, it's like an hour now, and a half well, by train. Well, now I'm here. And so me, you should, now I'll, I'll give you a ride. Well, let me finish. Well, well the other part is even, get, even driving is about a 50-minute drive. And, so, and, then, and I got there late. I was five minutes late. And they're like, nope, sorry, we can't take you. So I don't even want to deal with that vet, which is a problem in and of itself. My, I, I love my vet now. Like we actually, yeah, yeah. the vet we have is really great. They're very responsive. Um, I, I really, I really like my vet. So from personally, I don't trust them, their people. Yeah. And I didn't like, I hated that interaction. The one time I had an interaction with them. Um, and it, it would take multiple trips. So basically like I'd have to go, they, they were like, you, I have to go there to get her looked at. Then after I get her looked at, then we can schedule the spaying. And that would mean then taking her out there in the morning at eight o'clock, going back home, picking her up at five. It was just like so many trips out to this random, you know, middle of nowhere spot that it's really inconvenient. So the second part is that um, they were like, we'll take her back. They kept saying, if you want, oh. we'll take her back. So the problem mm -hmm. is like, yeah, I could take them to small claims court. And their response would be, listen, we offered to take her back, you know, and I could, probably, you know, there's a case there. I could probably try to get my money back for a lot of the stuff, you know, but it's like, it's, it's not quite worth it. And then, it, you know, at the end of the day, like, well, it depends say, on how much money it is. If you're talking yeah. about five grand that you have to put out of pocket. I mean, we put a lot into it. Not probably not quite five grand, but a lot. I mean, well, that's significant. I mean, that's but to still, me that like, sounds again, like it's, if there's a, a legitimate case, that's what that's worth it. Especially because they 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 screwed up. Like it's yeah. it's not fair to you. And and the idea of yeah, we'll take the dog back. There is something to be said about the you know the the, the emotion behind it. Of now you have a dog, you've cared for it. Right, and then you return it, and and then I, look. I know that illegally, a dog is property; that it's not a it's not a life. But, but that's a gray area. There is yeah. something to that. Look, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know, and I know that you like. I, you know, I don't like to. You know, I joke about it, but I you know I don't like to go litigating. You know, all the time. But if 
you know, to me, it just sounds like it's you got the shaft. Like it's completely yeah. not fair to you. And there is an emotional element to it. Is that you've had this dog and you've cared for it. Yeah, no, so there, it's there not is. like like it's not like oh, oh, you know, your car isn't doesn't work. Return yeah. it, you know, return your car, and we'll give you another one. Like it's not a car, you know, yeah. it's a dog. So yeah, no, there, there's definitely something to it. I think it's, at the end of the day, for me, it's like, I it, it's it's a hassle that I don't know that it's worth. You know, because there's still a case that can be made, and then it depends on the judge and. I think what they you think should it, do it but... so that you can get on one of those uh, television <laughs> like, shows. Like Judge Judy? Or... Yeah. Like, see, that would People's be worth court. it. I, I think that would be worth it so that you could yeah. go on. You know, and she usually, and, and like you come across as kind. So she, she mm-hmm. usually, you know, if, if you come across as nice she, and caring. Yeah, she'll go dog. in your favor. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think you should do, like, I think you should do it just, even if it's a Jim Wits promotion, go on wearing a Jim Wits t-shirt or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do, maybe we'll do that. But, feel yeah. bad so, for your dog though yeah, yeah and that's the other thing you feel bad for the dog too yeah i mean yeah, it's tough like i don't know what we're gonna do like we're you know the it, so we're probably gonna take her in to get spayed again um you know if, if the hope for me is maybe that 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 there's some kind of chemical imbalance and could that be. that would help yeah help with the behaviors be. um i just feel really bad she's been through so much and like who knows what her life was like on the street you know in the streets sure. in china then in a slaughterhouse and like just you know i don't know how much of it's like you know nature versus nurture like you know there's some of the behaviors that just seems like she was like born that way uh, like the course. the weird tail chasing that she does it's like it's just so random and happens like it's so aggressive that it's one thing to like growl at the dogs and like you know be like kind of stay away from me you know don't you know especially when they're eating but like the way she does it you know like this morning it's like seven o'clock and i just wake up to her like hearing because she chases her tail but then she's barking at the same time and i just wake up to hearing that so then i had to grab like i I had to calm her down which took forever luckily like when i pick her up she's okay so like i had to to wrap her in a in a blanket because like she she'll bite me if you if you're if you try to grab her while she's tail chasing so i had to wrap her in a blanket until she calmed down then i pick her up so i'm holding her in a blanket and then when you're holding her she's like smiling she's all happy one hand holding her the other hand's like taking the medication out pouring the you know squeezing the fruit juice out the syringe mixing oh, it then ha- you know giving her and then like waiting because the, then the thing with the gabapentin is it can set like it'll it'll have an effect anywhere from like five minutes to 30 minutes so like you know then i have to hold her for five minutes and i took them up to to go pee and run around and when i brought it down she's been perfectly fine like she's actually good right now although i'll probably need to give her um no in a few hours i think but um, it's just been a lot with this dog. Like, if I had known what it would take, I would not have. I mean, she's like when she she's sweet when she's not insane, and she's like the you know, cutest little dog. But when she goes crazy, it's like it's like a vicious like demon dog. Yeah. Wow. Dog so that's been my <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm still sad for your dog, though. Yeah, yeah. definitely you know, keep us sad. posted. Yeah, I'll keep you guys. Yeah, posted. Yeah, the, <laughs> see the it, see this is the whole problem and it's why why Peter has a point of if we didn't have any pets if, if animals were just able to roam free you we wouldn't have any of these problems so yeah, yeah. um just, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna like really yeah. respond but i'm gonna just say I'm just going to say, though, that the next time we have a podcast, you ha- your homework is to watch Tiger King. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely will. I mean, and, then, and then we can talk and then we could talk more about that. Yeah. We, yeah. So watch Tiger King. And then next week we could talk about oh, Ryan. King. You've seen it, too. And you ha- I saw you it. Yeah. Oh, OK. Whole, you have to watch the whole thing because okay, okay, okay. I had like in the beginning, I had a little bit of mixed reviews. And then towards the end, I had like uh, very clear on what side yeah. I stand on. Yeah. <laughs> OK. And I mean, the, the so. thing with this show is. um. And I have some an interesting personal anecdote, but I'll I'll wait until you watch the show. We'll we'll, we'll talk about Tiger King, um, but yeah, watch it first. But uh, but I mean, there's a difference between like domesticated animals, which dogs are. Like they've you know just you know they they've been you know they've evolved and bred to basically you know live with us. So they're you know yeah. there's a difference between that and like you know like animal like tigers you know for example because a lot of this documentary deals with like people who breed tigers literally. For them to be pet by humans you know and so yeah, that yeah. is is it's wrong 
Um, yeah, yeah. And, All right, no, uh, no, don't don't influence me. Don't. Influence no, I'm not gonna influence you. But I mean, like at the end of the day, like yeah, they're they're animals that that are meant to be wild. Um, and I think yeah. you know, I think because then you'll have PETA who like they don't want zoos, and and I I disagree with that. I think if the zoo is run, I think I think there needs to be high standards for care right. of dogs the- or, or of, of animals, and I think like zoos do ha- especially in the society ur- urban societies where we're, we're so disconnected from wildlife i do think that that zoos have an important function in in showing gi- you know giving us that because there's nothing like seeing like i've had the you know ability to like i, I mean one of my dreams is doing like a you know safari and and, and seeing animals well but I, I had that time in thailand where i got to spend time you know living or not living but you know we spent a week at an animal at an elephant sanctuary and it gives you an amazing perspective because the the sanctuary they 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 rescue elephants that were yeah. working elephants and so you 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 find out just how horrible sure you know they're treated and you get to and in the sanctuary they have a lot of space and so and they're specifically this one they wanted to make sure that you you're observing them and you're not like you know, you're not riding them, you're not bathing them, you're not interacting with the elephants. Like she kind of would say, look, if they interact with you, it's on their terms. And I did have a couple of the, two of the greatest experiences of my life almost, you know, there two, you know, if I, if I, if I, get, if I give you the top, you know, five things in my life, then two, two of them would be with these elephants. Um, mm, they're, they, um, they're, uh, you, you get, you know, you, you really get to see them in their element to an extent, obviously as much as you can in a Wait, in you a get to see them in their elephant? <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, um, yeah, so you, <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, um, so you, you get a perspective on just how, you know, yes, there are certain animals, most animals that really should be left to themselves and given their space and allowed to, 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 you know, thrive in their own environments and how much damage we do as humans both in like kind of taking away their environments but also in in you know just taking them for our use um so yeah i i think there's i think i agree obviously that there 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 should be far great like even with dogs like um i think that there should be a much there should be the license i definitely think well i mean there's a license, but like they're legitimately like you should like go through license. a process of getting a dog, you know, maybe not as big rigorous as like getting a car, but something close to it. You know, ah, they, like, I, I definitely think you so. know, I, I, I think you should have a license. Bef- I think you should have a license before having a kid. Actually. I yeah. know it's as, as I mean, controversial as it sounds <laughs> and it's not like, no, but we've it, talked about this before. Maybe but we, we definitely, we definitely though. have, you know, I but it's, know we've had it on recording. Before. I think, I think <laughs> we, we have, I know it sounds controversial and I'm not saying that like, yeah. no, people shouldn't have be have their, their reproductive rights taken away i'm just saying that if you're dumb and you can't uh, you can't care for a, a kid and it, it has nothing to do with with money like if you just aren't going to care for a kid it, like and you're going to be irresponsible you shouldn't be allowed to have kids yeah that's just my that's just my I, opinion <laughs> I, I i agree um and so i think that you know especially when it comes to um, animals like there, there should be because I think with all kinds, whether you know any exotic animals or domestic, you know, people get them because they look cute or fun, and they don't realize what goes into it. And and then there's you know on the other hand, like and I've been the kind of victim of this too, where you get a, a, somebody who's selling these kinds of animals, um, and they will not, they also, they just want to make the sale. And I'm not talking about the rescue, but other situations, but you know, they're, they're trying to make a sale. So they're not going to tell you really what goes into it. They're just yeah, trying to get you to buy it and buy sure. this cute little thing. And you don't realize then the financial and physical, yeah. you know, requirements that I'm go into sure, it. Yeah. So I think that there, there really should be much more, much stricter guidelines on, on, you know, owning animals and, uh, that if you're going to, you know, get them, you need to show that you at least have an understanding of, of what's involved. Um, sure. No, I'm with you. But although I would say like, if it was possible to have a pet tiger, I mean, that would be awesome. Like imagine going to like a business meeting, like, or, or like some sort of negotiation with your pet tiger be like, so this is what I want. How do you guys <laughs> feel about this? Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I, I look, if I, I, I would love, um, like if I had the money, I would I would just buy a a lot a lot of land and you should a farm have a dog somewhere. sanctuary. And I would just have animals. Like I I, I yeah. definitely like I want I want an Icelandic horse. Um, that's that's a goal of mine. Um, I you know I love I love reptiles as you know um, mm. tortoises. So like there's uh you know there I would definitely have my own like 
you know, animal sanctuary if I could how, do it. How messed up would it be if like you, you were able to smuggle some, some like horse, you know, semen and you like totally like just regular and then you went to Iceland and you impregnated one of their horses. They'd be so pissed at you I'd probably for, like, get arrested. Comple- for completely like destroying their purebred, yeah. like, like well, they're super strict course. out there. Like, oh, you know, I know. Like, I know. Yeah, I think, yeah. They, like they can't, uh, like when you go to Iceland, you can't, um, if, if you like for, so Game of Thrones, they were telling us how Game of Thrones filmed some, a uh, couple of, um, seasons they were filming in Iceland and they, they brought like the gear for the horses, like saddles and the stuff. And Iceland was like, no, nope, you can't use it. You're going to have to, so they had to make all the gear for the horses in Iceland. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause they're really afraid of like any, um, you Anything, know, like diseases, yeah. sure. um, viruses that, that may affect that, that come, you know, coming across. So you can't use like horse gloves, like you, everything has sure. to be made and used there. Yeah, um, and then if a horse from Iceland leaves Iceland, they can't, can't come, come back. back. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. So anyhow, so Tone, you want, what have you been up to? Or you want me to go first? What? Oh, um, yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing much. I feel like we, we just chatted last week. I can't, not much has changed since last week. Well, <laughs> I went to, uh, I, I took a quick trip back to Nashville. I was actually proud really? of myself. Really? This past week? Yeah, I've been there because I, I needed to pick up my stuff to record. I wanted to have, and yeah. I, I'm going to be in New York indefinitely. So I just wanted to have my, my computer and some, my, some recording equipment just to be able to do it uh, properly. I'm, I'm proud of myself, though. I went to, um, I went to uh, Walmart and a couple grocery places, and I just picked up a ton of tons of stuff, right, to not be used just in case um, there's a drought. Like we know, there's toilet paper, but there's a very good chance that other that it, that other things might become scarce for whatever reason. Laundry detergent or dish soap or Advil, or just things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to have a, a stockpile of stuff that I would use anyway. Um, and there's a good chance that even after this whole thing blows over, that things still might not be as super available as, uh, for a few more months. It's not like, I I don't think that it's, things are just going to go back to normal overnight, especially and and sort of things that you normally, Oh, if you need something, you just go to the drugstore. Like things might be a little difficult. I don't think there's going to be any real shortages, but you never know. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't hurt to over-prepare when it comes to those things that you would use anyway. You yeah, know, I bought some extra, just some more canned food and just things, things to have. Yeah. So I thought about, I thought it was uh, just a good idea to have that sort of stuff. But I still yeah, need to, sure. to to make my stockpile of uh, toilet paper go up a little bit. I don't have right. I have enough right now. But, a lot of places are limited how many you can buy at a time. Yeah. Well, it's, so I just you, like to buy like any. <laughs> oh, you have any? No, I have. I have plenty for, for a while, but who knows how yeah, long that's going to Yeah, no, last, I know. So. I was panicking a little bit because um, like everybody was and I was like, I haven't, I didn't have a chance, to, like haven't had a chance to like, go out and get any. And then, I mean, fortunately where I am, the, my corner store, they keep everything pretty like stocked and you just like, I'll go once every two weeks because you can only get like five at a time. Sure, sure. You know? Well, it's uh, it's maybe you think bidet sales have gone up. I've always wanted a bidet anyway. One of someone I know bought one. You can get one for just a regular toilet, and like yeah, they and they were like, I've yeah, always wanted one, one anyway. Up. There's someone I know also uses re- reusable. I would don't think I would ever do that though. Like reusable toilet paper, apparently for when for just when you pee, like for girls, and then you wash it at the end of the week. Like you, you have like three different. I don't know. It's probably fine and probably fine. environmentally yeah. friendly, but I just, to me, I don't think I could ever yeah. do that. Definitely but if someone wants to save the world and the environment, that is an option for you. Just, I'm not doing it. <laughs> 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 I'll help in other ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyways, um, I feel like we, we chatted so much. Are we going to go into our topic yeah. today? We, we are. I just wanted to say one more thing that I'm getting chubby. I just, um, like, not that I've been eating poorly, but I just haven't, you know, I've, I've, I haven't been exercising. And for me, that goes hand in hand with eating extra healthy. So I've been eating okay, but I haven't mm-hmm. been eating great. But the, you know, the, the exercise for me, is, you know, is, is the difference, right? Yeah, I was going so- in Nashville, I was going to, to the, uh, I was going kickboxing four days a week, doing yoga three days or four days mm-hmm. a week. I was just in good shape and I was feeling good. And 
Uh, and that was just keeping me like, I wasn't trying to lose weight, but that was just keeping me status quo and I was just feeling good. But now I'm not doing that. I mean, I'm doing a little exercise, but I, for me, mm -hmm. I need that rigorous exercise to, you know, keep yeah, me status quo. Even it's not even the rigorous exercise because even a little bit of movement goes a really a long bit, yeah. way but i think it's just the difference it's like going from like going out and taking a class you're just more engaged you're more sure. into it versus like trying to motivate yourself from home i know a lot of yeah. people are struggling with that yeah so. um so yeah i know i think it's hard Last the last episode ryan did you give examples of home workouts um, I kind of gave an idea. I think it, you just not, gave yeah. ideas. Do you, yeah. I mean, and not to put you on the spot, but like, is there maybe a couple things, maybe tell Justin like stuff he can do at home? Would you do uh, it, Justin? Uh, I mean, I, I would. It's, um, and, and a lot of it is also that I've been driving back and forth a lot and been on the road. So yeah. now that I, I would, I would, I mean, I have weights here and I could continue doing yoga and I have st stairs. So when I was home uh, other times, what I would do is I would run stairs. So yeah. I of workouts it's there's nothing to do with it. it's just yeah. harder to just motivate and, and do it yeah. yeah that that i definitely agree that's why you know don't under i think the biggest way to to get motivated at home is like it, knowing that it doesn't have to be an hour intense workout yeah. that you're used to going to and like being yeah. okay with that yeah yeah um, that, that's what my issue with working out is that the wet we were talking about this earlier the weather has been kind of crappy and so we have the roof and so i can work out on the roof in the apartment i don't have that much space to yeah. work out and mm -hmm. so i feel i don't like i have it's like even though you can do you know i can do a 10 minute workout and be you know at least better that's better than nothing but yeah. it's just tough so i'm like waiting for the weather to clear up a little bit so i can get back to going up outside i'm gonna make use of my stairs again and just start yeah running, exactly running, you can do running, that running too well, you're, yeah when you're like in the city having those stairs i mean you're on what, what, you're on like the 20th floor right i'm on the i'm on the 12th floor but 12th, you know i have 14 12th. i have 14 floors yeah. in the yeah, in the apartment like, so i could crazy, just run yeah. up and down a few times you know, do 100 that's stairs. That's definitely, yeah, it's flights. definitely possible. That's actually a lot to do. 100, 100 flights, that's tough. I don't know if I can, I could, I mean, it would take me a while try, to do it. You should make yourself a little challenge. You should try to do like start at 12, then go next tomorrow, do 13, then the next day do 14, then yeah. do like that. Well, usually what I do is, I usually do 20, I usually do 25 flights, which is okay, right? Okay, so I'll do yeah. up and down twice because I'm just bored after that. So, <laughs> but, put some music on or listen to a yeah. podcast or something. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm really annoyed with is I left um at, at my job. I left my exercise headphones. That's another oh, thing that I need music, and so I, I don't want to be a dick and like blast music on the roof. Um, and then you know, and then like if I work out inside, it's a little tricky because um my wife's working or you yeah. know, and so that's been annoying. It's like I don't have and I like I have ear pods, but like ear pods don't stay in my ears well. So like yeah. if I'm working out, it's not it doesn't really do it. That is true. <laughs> All right. So um we're gonna get into into the topic and I'm glad that Tone is gonna talk about it because I suffer from some version of this. So yeah, so I thought it'd be good to talk about um, irritable bowel syndrome because April is irritable bowel syndrome awareness month. And a lot of people are kind of actually embarrassed to admit they have irritable bowel syndrome or they may not know that ha they have irritable bowel syndrome. Um, so normally I would tell you to make an appointment with your gastroenterologist, but you're going to have to wait, unfortunately, till the quarantine is over yeah. for you to actually be able to do that. But if you've been to a gastroenterologist before yeah. and you've been Which told that you have irritable bowel syndrome, then I definitely think you're going to be interested in hearing this or maybe you know someone um, who has, has irritable bowel syndrome. So the quick definition of it is there's there's three different types so it's def there's an issue with it, there's an issue with the way that you digest food and so some people have ibsc which means that you're prone to constipation you have ibsd which means that you frequently have diarrhea or you are ibs um, I think it's M mixed, so which is constipation and diarrhea, and you kind of struggle with both of those. It could also just be excessive amounts of bloating or gas and flatulence, and therefore, you you know, and you've checked, and there's no no other like root cause. It's not the same of something like ulcerative colitis, which is more of um like um or like celiac disease, which is more like autoimmune. It and that's the reason for your symptoms. It's really it's more just like a chronic condition um that requires a specific like different type of it requires you to change your diet in order to help manage it um so that's so, like kind of the, 
of what it is. So Tone, when I went to the to to the gastro and um he was uh I, I told him my symptoms he thought that it was some some version of IBS. And he said that he said that it actually runs the gamut, like that there are different levels of severity. Some people will have no symptoms having the yep. diet and then they'll 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 have the symptoms for two weeks. And then without doing any change, they'll just go away. Some people suffer from it constantly yeah. Yeah. and have to be very, very strict with their diet. So it just, it all depends on the, on the, on the person and the level of severity. But for me, he said that it probably, well, he gave me the IBS diet, which I, you know, the low FODMAP. Low FODMAP. And certain things definitely help. Like f- for me, the, the big one is, is, is bread, sadly. And when I eat, although for, recently it hasn't been as bad, but at some point when I would eat, uh, when I would eat, uh, bread, especially more whole wheat bread, stuff like that, it would make, um, I, I guess I would have the IBSD version of it. So that would, would not be great. Um, dairy didn't really affect me all that much. Uh, but, but if I would have something like greasy, really greasy Chinese food or something like that, it would really affect me really badly, even though that wouldn't be a part of it because it's all about that. There's a sugar, right? That's hard to digest. Yeah. So FODMAP stands for fermentable oleosaccharide, monosaccharides, and polyols. And basically they're um, complex carbohydrate, no, simple carbohydrates um, and sugar. They're basically short chain carbohydrates and sugar alcohols that are poorly absorbed by the body. That's what it is. Um, And in some people it causes more abdominal pain and bloating than others. And so everyone like exactly what you just said everybody responds to a low FODMAP diet differently and I will say I probably although that's typically what's recommended what the doctors don't tell you is how complicated and confusing and restrictive it actually is and might not necessarily need you might not necessarily need to restrict those no. certain foods because everyone responds to certain foods differently. So that's where it might be helpful for you to follow like kind of like a low FODMAP diet and to see what foods you see what, what have, helps and what have FODMAPs and then you can experiment you on your own. Yeah. But yeah, the sure problem is. being is that you also will find that finding like there are depending on which list you have some yeah. foods are considered low FODMAP and some I are know, not. I know, I saw that. Like, so it's so, really confusing. Um, yeah. But I usually tell people there are some heavy hitters to try to remove. And if you see a difference, then keep doing it. If not, there's no reason to. So um, dairy is usually one of them. But if you, if you don't, if you're fine and you can tolerate dairy and you have no issues, then that's awesome. Then you keep dairy in your diet. Now, what um, I saw them say with the dairy is that certain are going to be much more harsh, like soft cheese, for instance, is going to be, is going to have a lot more of that sugar, but that hard cheese won't affect most people as much. Yeah, exactly. Because lactose is considered a sugar alcohol. The lactose, yeah. Um, and so therefore it is, um, that's not a sugar, it's a short chain carbohydrate. But anyways, mm. it is basically the thing that's going to, like if it's in milk, it'll probably be more, it'll affect you more. But if it's um, like, yeah, the hard cheeses or even yogurt might not affect you as much because yogurt has probiotics, which yeah. can help with digestion, adding that good bacteria. Um, so it might not be necessary. Now, the, the whole wheat bread for you is because especially if you're experiencing diarrhea, adding dietary fiber to your diet, which we talk for a healthy individual fiber is amazing and it's what everybody needs and it's what most people are lacking because they're not eating enough fruits and vegetables and whole grains and um you know nuts and seeds but for someone with ibs to follow a super healthy diet with all of that fiber for the whole grains and fruits and veggies it's just going to make their symptoms a lot worse and even if even though say you're experiencing more constipation you would think increasing the fiber would help but sometimes it's not related to their lacking fiber. It's just related to, it's just not moving. And so no. you would think the fiber would help it move, but sometimes it doesn't. So it would only make the bloating worse. 
So where you said the fiber is like that whole wheat bread, it could also be things like broccoli and cauliflower yep. and cabbage and Brussels sprouts and beans and and nuts. Yeah, beans and, is a tough one for me. Beans yeah, always does. And, the, and the, those are could be really great for some people, but they're not going to be great for you. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's really important for you to identify those foods. So I always tell people to start basic first because also a lot of people like and I just know with the working with people one on one who they come to me for weight loss, but then they report like, you know, I'm having better bowel movements and all that stuff. Sometimes just the fact that you're constipated and you or you haven't, you know, you don't have regular bowel movements or you don't go easily, it's because you're just your diet's not not great. So as you start to improve your diet, you might do better. So I always tell people instead of going straight to low FODMAPs, like just focus on those foundational things like jumpstart your morning with breakfast. It is actually important because it will help move your bowels stay hydrated with water and get your body moving every day because if you're moving then it's going to increase the motility of your gut and that'll help you go to the bathroom as well so a lot of the stuff before you go straight to following low FODMAPs or doing an elimination diet which is basically getting rid of all of those heavy hitters eating basically nothing then slowly adding it back um, you might not have to go that extreme route right away you might just be able to you know just pay attention definitely keep a food journal and that's something that I encourage people to do anyway, even if they're just, you know, trying to lose weight or just get healthier. I always tell them to record what they're eating every day because then that gives us data. Then we know what to look back. And then the difference between someone keeping a food journal who's trying to lose weight or just get healthy versus someone who has irritable bowel syndrome is you definitely want to make sure for the person with irritable bowel syndrome that they're also documenting if they had a bowel movement, if mm. they didn't, if they've been feeling bloated. Um, you know, even if their stool was softer or hard or whatever, and the more detail, the better, because then we can look back and see what foods affected what. And I just want to say one thing that is not necessarily, well, I'm sure there is some science behind it, but if your gut's messed up, man, it sucks. Like it really devastates you, right? It affects your, your thinking, your, your emotional state, yep. uh, your energy levels. Like if your gut is, is, is screwy magooey, like it's really like, well, they, they say like your gut is your second brain. It is. Right? It absolutely so, is. It really affects it also like, is so many most aspects of your immune system. Is. Sure, sure. You know, so we we don't like the the how you eat really will help you de- like determine the micro your microbiome like your gut bacteria mm. and that will affect your your brain how you think. So sometimes, um, you know, being in a in a in a bad mood and irritable, it could be related to because you don't have a health healthy bacteria in your gut. Um, and the more you keep aggravating your stomach by eating foods that your body don't, doesn't agree with, the, on, the it's only going to get worse. And then the other part to that is you were saying it really does. It really does suck. Like people who have IBS, you know, you have to think about how uncomfortable it is. Like you, you you're always worried about like, is there going to be a bathroom there? Sometimes you don't even want to go to social events because you're afraid that you're going to have an episode there and you're going to be in the bathroom the whole time. And then you're going to have to explain to people it affects people's dating lives because they are embarrassed if they, you know, are going out on a date and they have an episode and then they have to explain to this person like that they don't know, you know. Um, and also two things that doesn't tell you is that actually people with IBS, if they have like extremely bad bloating, it could actually make sex painful. So like it also can make and even women's menstrual cycles, it could make them painful, which is crazy, but like they don't even realize that it could be because of they're not treating their IBS. And then now this person that they're with doesn't think that they like them because they never want to have sex with them, but it's really just because they're uncomfortable and they don't like the way that they feel. And so it can get pretty deep in how much it can actually impact your quality of life and your overall happiness. And so it can get, it can get really crazy. But the reason why I wanted to talk about it today is because I wanted people to know that they're not alone and I want to take advantage of April being IBS Awareness Month to let them know that you can get help. You definitely want to seek out a registered dietitian because they can help you. It's If you are going to do like an elimination diet or you did want to explore low FODMAPs, you need to do it under the care of a registered dietitian. Otherwise, you're going to it's honestly going to feel like any other restrictive diet you've ever tried and it's going to trigger you and then you're going to want to overeat and then it's going to screw up your stomach more. And it's just going to be really, um, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to help in the long run. Um, when it comes to like your relationship with food, it's, it's not, not fun at all. 
Ryan, anything to add? <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, my, I, you know, I don't know. My dad's always had stomach issues and I don't know that if it's IBS or what, cause I know that he, it's been, I mean, it's been going on for, for a long time and he never, he would get weird diagnoses, but like he was on such a restrictive diet that he could almost have, you know, just, it was super restrictive. Everything was like super, you know, like very plain, um, just, you know, lean cuts of, of meats and like, he's kind of in a position where anytime we would go out, like, let's say it was a birthday. It's like, all right, well, if I have the cake, I'm going to be in the bathroom for, you know, yeah. hours. And it was just yeah. kind of one of those, like he would have to make a conscious decision of, all right, if, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be, you know, it's going to stick with me for a long time. Um, and yeah. I mean, just that, that's the only real experience I've had with it is just seeing my dad go through it um, and kind of growing up with him going through something similar. I don't even know if it's exactly that, mm-hmm. but um but yeah, I mean, it's kind of debilitating and, and, it, you know, and yeah, like I can imagine like just from a quality of life perspective, like, you know, just, you know, food is such an integral part of our lives that having to make that choice of like, you know, not only is like, you know, like, you know, any of us, even if you're dieting or eating well, like you, you can give in and have a day where you're like, I'm going to have that lasagna or I'm going to have that cake. But if, if in addition to having that cake, you know, in addition to the cake being bad, you know, long-term for you, that, that it's going to have the short-term effect of like, you know, really pain pain or discomfort or being in the bathroom for a long time that's got to be you know extra kind of frustrating to to deal with yeah and then just to also to kind of piggyback off of what you said about your dad like needing to do uh very plain foods it's garlic and onion oh yeah using a lot of like and herbs and what flavor give food flavor are high in fodmap so it, it really is bland and boring and it makes food no longer enjoyable. Yeah. You know? Although I heard that the garlic powder is not nearly as, as bad every, as eating. And that depends. And that yeah, depends yeah. on the person, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like life, a life without garlic would like <laughs> take will, a little quality. Will say, I will say though, that sometimes um, if your symptoms are really, really bad, it could also be something else. So if, yeah. if you're, yeah. if you like never, if you like, maybe you used to be bloated here and there, but now it's like, you can't eat anything that's flavored or seasoned and it's getting really bad. It could be because although maybe you had IBS most of your life, now you might have something else like, um, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth SIBO is something that we could probably do another podcast about that actually um but and that's actually what I had was diagnosed with last year and I had to be on low FODMAP and I ended up getting a better resource so I'll it will I will let you guys know the Monarch Monash University M-O-N-A-S-H University they're like a better resource and they have a lot more like up-to-date information. It's a lot less confusing, but even with that, to me, it was still like, I was like, no way. Like, I was like, I don't, I was like, I just, I don't know what to do. Like I just ended up treating the SIBO with supplements and stuff. And that's like a whole other thing, but um, and that were prescribed to me, by the way. And so that ended up, I was like, I'm just going to trust that these are going to do its job because this diet is literally impossible to do Sure. and I can't eat anything. And then also too, like my livelihood is my, I'm a dietitian. I was like, I couldn't post anything on my story. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not eating anything healthy. I literally could only tolerate like white rice, yeah. like nothing like white rice and like bland, boring, like steamed chicken sure. and like vegetables, too many vegetables would make my stomach upset. So it was like, just, it's not, it's not necessarily even healthy either. It's just like, you're just trying to manage the symptoms. Um, so yeah, if, if I will say that if you do have experience where it's like getting really bad, it could be something else. And that's why always going to your doctor is always going to be the best way to help you understand what's going on. Cool. So, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> we will we'll be more prepared next week uh, as far as like thing you know other things but um well, well i have another actually, um yeah. I, I i have another uh stump the tone okay uh, also so, i'll just say episode 94 of the tips of tony podcast is all about low fodmap and i have an episode coming out about 21 things people can do to manage ibs um that'll be out on april 20th 2020 sweet if that's a Monday, which I think it is. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, yes, Justin, so you have the, a question. The, the last stump the tone was basically um, something that I dealt with all the time where I would 
after you know after a long day uh, either if I went to the gym or if I just from work or whatnot I would draw and I was starving and it was you know dinner time um, I was uh, you know I would pass you know 20 fast food places all offering uh, a very uh, a, a, an immediately gratifying meal for five dollars or something like that and uh, so tone's answer to that was be prepared yes Right. So now I have another. I, I have we're, the, the questions are going to get uh, progressively harder, more difficult. <laughs> so now you are. I'm at the supermarket, and while if you go to a supermarket in New York, in New York City, their the frozen food selection is not good. They have a few brand stuff of, of but not all that much because they don't have huge uh, freezer space. But we're at the supermarkets where I would go to, they have huge freezer spaces. So that, mean, that meant a lot more selection. So um, think of this. If, uh, if, I am a, if I'm a parent, maybe I'm a single mom, right, and I work, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to try to get all, all that much fast food for my two or three children. But what I see here at the, at, the, um, at the supermarket is frozen food, something like frozen fried, frozen fried chicken, uh, frozen French fries, um, or just fro- you know, frozen pasta dishes that are already pre-made. And they're really inexpensive. And mm-hmm. I could feed my kids this um, or even frozen vegetables that have all the sauce and stuff in there, which are not very healthy for you. Stuff that my kids would in, will enjoy eating, and after having worked, you know, you know, however long, and then having to take care, it's like I I just don't have the energy to come home and cook, and I don't have the money to afford all sorts of you know fancy stuff and then cook it. So I see the to me these frozen foods are a godsend. I can come home, I can just throw it in the oven real quick, and then my 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 kids have something that I can eat. It's affordable and it's it's easy enough. Um, so now, if you are a parent faced with that decision, there's all these very affordable frozen foods that you can buy in bulk and feed your kids and maybe work. How do you, how do you, what, what's the approach for that? So that, and we know like once in a while, that's okay, but you don't want to be, you know, if, if you don't have to, having a steady diet of frozen processed foods, right, is not necessarily the way to go. So what's your approach for this? Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's actually a lot of frozen food options that aren't, you know, you could get the frozen veggies that, that don't have all the sauce on it. Okay. You know, you can get, they have, um, you know, even they have like frozen brown rice that you just steam the bag and it brown rice. They have frozen chicken burgers and turkey burgers and salmon burgers and veggie burgers. And, you know, they have those options. Um, and then say you even if you did want to have something like a frozen pizza, which isn't ideal, as long as you paired it with maybe like the frozen veggies or even just got like a salad kit and that's like fresh produce and you throw that on there and fill it up there. Like there are little ways to make it better. So that, that answer is going to be obviously always individual on the person. But I always tell people like, what do you usually get? And can, is there a better alternative? So very often, like you said, there's going to have like, um, even if they did have frozen French fries, they probably have like two different versions of frozen French fries. And one may have, although it's still a French fry, it might be made with like sweet potato or uh, cauli- partly cauliflower or something like that. Um, and maybe the sodium's a little bit higher or, and then maybe you bake it instead of fry it, you know, and put it, you know, so there are little ways, um, to make a difference. So it would just, you know, you just have to look for them. Okay. So you would say make the better, if you're going to go frozen, make the better frozen choices. So maybe instead of, I was thinking, well, instead of getting fried chicken, they just have plain, although you'd have to cook it in some way, get plain chicken breasts. Yeah, they right. have frozen chicken breast that you can buy as well. That's what I was no, saying. Like they like although they might have like these less healthy versions of fried things. fish, get the fried, you know. Yeah, get the baked right. fish that is that's already cooked that you just heat up. You know, they they have there's plenty of options. It's just you have to look for them. Okay. Ryan, anything to to add about that? Not, not, much. not really. No. I I'm not a I have a like I, th- I think there's certainly value in having, you know, frozen stuff available. Um, it's 
funny for for me because now I'm home all the time. I just find like I it's so much better getting the fresh stuff, you know, oh, especially course. if it's affordable, and I have the time now. Um, that yeah, believe uh, it or not, cooking it, it's the it's the time you might not have, but yeah. cooking is always going to be more affordable. That frozen food is not that cheap. Some of it is. Well, some of go it, when you go. Like, well, see how cheap some of it is, some of it is when you yeah, when you go to these bigger like, supermarkets. Just and, huge yeah. amounts of stuff for. No, that that's true. There there is some things, but at the same time, I always and this goes back to when we had that episode about like is eating healthy expensive and all that and like like there's there's so many things out there that are super cheap. But if I don't want it or I don't need it and it's not part of me, I'm, me spending money, it's like using a coupon just to use a coupon. It's sure, like, that's sure. not part of my diet. So why would I spend money on that? Right. No, so no. I think that's the other part, too. It's like just because it's on sale, but you don't even like it or it's not nutritious. That doesn't matter. You can use that money for something that you're actually going to utilize. Yeah. All right. Cool. I have to keep coming up with more stump the tones. Okay. <laughs> I think the other the other issue living here is like you know in New York where everybody's in a small apartment. Like I find like you know like I can't go I can't go shopping for like a month's worth of stuff because yeah. I just don't have space for all of it. Right. So yeah. I end up doing you know every few days. So I just end up getting a lot of fresh stuff. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. It's like here because we don't have like a massive like Walmart, you know, the you know, frozen vegetables are not all that, you know, probably more expensive than getting fresh produce. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so it's just easier to get the fresh stuff, but I definitely see the value in it, if, especially if you have space, because I'd love to, in some ways, like it'd be nice because they want us to stay home all day, you know, and, and not leave. It'd be nice to just do one big shopping trip where I can get, you know, go to Costco and just get tons of canned stuff and frozen stuff and, and keep everything in, but it's not real reasonable because barely have space. You for, don't have space for like, it. A week's worth of stuff. So I just yeah. end up every few weeks or, you know, which is frustrating also because like they're massive line. Well, it, there's weird. There's one grocery across the street from me. There's always a huge line to get in because they're only letting X amount of people in sure. at the time. Then there's another one that's about a, maybe a ten, less than 10 minute walk that is nicer. It's a little more expensive, but there's never a line to get in. So I've been going to that one, but it's still again, a little bit more expensive, definitely nicer stuff. Um, but then it's a walk. And I always like, like today, for example, I intend on going, I need to get like milk and butter and a couple other, you know, and I'm like, all right, what, what meats am I going to make tonight? But the, they're like I always end up with way more stuff than I intend on getting, and then walking that stuff over is is you know it's not. There's good exercise. That yeah right. I guess so, but a little that I'm getting, but um, that's my I guess first world problem. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but we're all experiencing this. Yeah. This is a pandemic, so yeah. We don't- we really are all experiencing this. So like, yes, it's a first world, but it's, it's like a real problem. Yeah. It's okay yeah, to always. complain about well, it. It's like, it's not, you know, it's, it's okay for us to be upset or complain about the fact that like, this is actually our life and we didn't ask for this. We didn't expect this. Yeah, no, no, for, for sure. But I think what Ryan's getting at is that there is still food available. He yeah. can afford yeah. to buy it. Yeah. Say, yeah, so my, he has to my, walk a few extra and, blocks. And my biggest complaint, yeah, it's like, it's like if my complaint was like, like I do, there are legitimate complaints or not complaints, but, but thing, you know, like, like, but my complaint is, ah, oh, I don't want to carry groceries seven blocks. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's where, that's the, the angle. Cause yeah, they're definitely like, I think we all have, you know, it, it's been a huge problem. Everybody's affected. Um, and, you know, I think I'm lucky, you know, in, in that I still have a job. Um, but, you know, for the moment, but, um, but yeah, it's like my, for my problem is more like, I don't want to walk over. Like, that's my biggest complaint. So mm-hmm. I probably don't need to complain about that. <laughs> cool. But, um, all right. Well, I guess we've, we we somehow got over about an hour out of this. Um, yeah. I think so. Um, next week, I have a little more structure. Try to you know have the week. I'll start putting some stuff together, um, and uh, hopefully we'll have you know. I mean, it seems like it's we're, we're heading towards the peak of this coronavirus um, outbreak. And you think so? Rough. Yeah. Um, I'm just so funny. Like, actually, a u- good use of my 3D printer is this week. I'll be printing. Um, a bunch of companies that are like, you know, cause we're out of supplies. Like there's a, um, there's a, a group that's putting together basically like they, they have a file that you print it's for the face shields. So I'm just printing the kind of frame for it and then I'm going to drop it off. And then they have, they've ordered a ton of the face shield stuff. Um, so I'm going to try to print, I think about 50 to hundred if I can this week um, to, to nice. give to hospitals. Cause we're just running out of equipment. So it's kind of one of the yeah. nice, interesting things is seeing the kind of 3d printing community come together and be like, well, we got printers. Um, 
can you print me a uh, a mask or a couple? Of I, I actually printed a few masks. Um, so for for us and like I, I bought like um like the high you know like kind of um air conditioning filters, the ones that will, oh nice you know take out the whatever three micron you know size particles. Um, so I've uh, yeah I've actually done those. Those take longer. So like those prints are like a four hour print. Um, where like the, um, not, I can still do it for you, but where the, um, the frames for the shield, since it's just a little plastic thing that that prints in about, um, an hour for two pieces. Um, so I can get a lot of those done. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, I was like trying to contact the local hospital and see if they need stuff. But then like the problem for me is is if I want to make the full face shield, I actually have to source the clear plastic thing, which I can't find. Um, you know, the hardware stores don't have it and ordering on Amazon is going to take a long time. And I think a lot of people already like it's back ordered. So I figured like this company has all that stuff together. So like you can, I'll just print them out, give them and not company, but like they're, they're, they're kind of getting the stuff together. So uh, doing my part, (laughs) like finally a real use for my 3d printer. No, that's really great. Please. The fact that you're doing that. Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's it. Um, all of our stuff is at thegymwoods.com, uh, which I'll get back, get into up- updating. And um, check out Tony's podcast. To so again, yeah, yeah it is. Um, just forgetting things that are supposed to, you know, parts of the process. But uh, yeah, so so check out Tony's podcast. She'll be doing going a more a deep dive into IBS on the 20th or the 21st. Yes. 20th. 20th. Um, Tips with Tony. Um, And that is it. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell. And I'm Tony Marinucci, aka Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And we are the Gym 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 G